Welcome to Elk Grove CityCast, the podcast about Elk Grove, available anywhere you get podcasts. In each episode, city staff will dive into hot topics, share what's happening in the city, and introduce you to some of the people making a difference in this place that you call home. We hope you enjoy this episode of Elk Grove CityCast. Hi, and thanks so much for joining us for the very first podcast for the city of Elk Grove. I'm your host, Jody Moreno, and I'm currently the Community Events and Special Projects Coordinator for the city, which is kind of just a fancy title for an events gal. And I have a partner in crime here with me. Hi, I'm Kristen Lawrence, the Public Affairs Manager at the city. So basically the communications girl. And we're so excited to find yet one more way to connect with all of you. I've been wanting to start a podcast for years now, so to see this finally come into fruition is amazing. Yeah, it is. And Kristen has a lot more years in government than I do, and I rely on her help for just about everything. So it makes perfect sense for us to be together on this podcast, bringing you all things Elk Grove. Yeah, and here's the cool thing. Much to the surprise of many, government isn't always stuffy. This podcast gives us a chance to introduce you to what we do at the city in a fun and relaxing way. You get to meet some folks from City Hall, from the community, and more without the formality of, say, a city council meeting. Oh, for sure. Plus, we get to share fun and quirky things like, did you know that Elk Grove started out as a stage stop? Or that there's a hundred parks in Elk Grove you can visit? More importantly, do you know who the very first mayor of Elk Grove was? No? Well, you're about to find out as we get a chance to chat with him or her and our current mayor, Bobby Singh Allen, right now. All right, Bobby, what is it like to be Elk Grove's mayor? I Honestly, it is such a tremendous honor and a privilege to represent the city that I've lived in for 30 years. Um, so I'm just filled with immense pride and tremendous honor. I raised my kids here, as you know. Uh, they both started in elementary school here. My family lives here. My parents and my brother live here. So this is home. So being able to, you know, to be the mayor of my hometown that I love so much fills me with pride and joy. I'm sure you feel that too, Jim. I do. I've been out in Elk Grove 32 years now, which is a long time. When I when I moved there, there was no Laguna Boulevard at all. And uh, if you want to go on I-5, you got off on Hood Franklin Road. That was the first exit. So I, I've seen Elk Grove grow a lot, and uh, it's a great place to live and raise a family. You're one of the OGs, Jim, of Elk Grove. So <laughs> what was it like to be the very first mayor of Elk Grove, and how does that differ? You know what? There, there was no blueprint for, for being a brand new city right away. And what, what was weird, in the span of 10 years in Sacramento County, you had three cities incorporate, um, first Citrus Heights, then Elk Grove, and then Rancho. And that had never been heard of in California before. And a lot of it was over um, public safety law enforcement. People wanted to feel safe. And that was a big, not that they weren't safe, but resources were being used elsewhere. And I was proud to vote for you, Jim, as that first mayor. <laughs> Thank you, thank you. <laughs> you. You served our community really well. Mayor's tough, I mean, and Bobby knows, I mean, you get pulled in a lot of different directions, It's uh, you're constantly on, and um, Bobby still has, to, has a full-time job, she does, and a lot of people don't know that. Um, she's got to pay bills and, you know, continue to raise her family, so she's got a full-time job, and then do city council also, and it's, it's tough. You think about, you working, you know, 40 hours a week, and then in the evenings and weekends, uh, you're doing the the business of the mayor. So it's a tough job. Yeah, I appreciate that. It's so true. All of us on the council have full-time jobs, and it's a balancing act, but we're so committed to public service. And that's one of the things I'm also really proud of. It's just um, we have such a strong team. I, I, I'm honored that I get, you know, they're all friends, which is a 
you know, we have that dream team scenario, very, which is very rare. So you're both really well known in Elk Grove. What's it like to go to the grocery stores? Does it take a little longer? <laughs> Do people stop you in the aisles? What's that like? Oh, goodness. Uh, yeah, Costco is the, is the one that... Uh, you know, probably has the most fan club, I would say. I get recognized everywhere. It's still getting a lot to get used to. But Costco, on any given visit, it's about five to eight is what I've counted. <laughs> and I was one time, I, uh, uh, Coop was there too. And of course, he gets it more than I do because he's the real celebrity out here. Um, but it's just, it's it's different. The notion of privacy is gone. <laughs> Let me ask you this, Mayor. When you're there, like I don't got to do my hair when I go out and go to Costco. <laughs> I can just go. So, I mean, you, you got to do your hair and make sure you look good for your constituents. I mean, That's you right. can't just go out like back in the day, right? No, no, no more schleppy sweatpants and all. <laughs> I, I always have to be mostly put together. There's no casual Fridays for me. I've got to look presentable and, and carry on. You're absolutely right. I think Kristen and I are glad we're behind the scenes then. <laughs> so there's 21 years between when Jim became our mayor and, and Bobby now in our, our mayor's chair. What motivated each of you? It's probably pretty different things, I would think. But um, what motivated you to become mayor? And, and has it been what you expected it to be? Let's let Coop go first as our first mayor. I think it's just public service. Bobby spent um, a number of years on the school board. I spent some time with the sheriff's department and just both public servants and, and really liking it. And Elk Grove, I mean, you look at the schools out there, the parks, um, a lot of good things about Elk Grove, and you want to continue to serve the public. Um, you don't do it to get rich, but you want to, it's a community you live in, and you're invested in that. So um, just making a change and making it better. And it's not easy. Think about Elk Grove, uh, second biggest city in the entire region, 22 cities and six counties. Elk Grove is second only to the city of Sacramento. And a lot of uh, two-income families, a lot of government workers for the state, the county, the city. Um, so it's a, it's, a it's a thriving, vibrant community. Um, so it's a lot of work. Is it what you expected it to be, Jim, when you were in that role? I, I never had any idea. You know, you're, you're, hiring, a, you're hiring a city manager, <laughs> you're hiring a city attorney. You have no idea. There's no blueprint. There's no game plan. And um, I'd never been elected. So you're, you're trying to do the best job you can. And it, it is tough. You're hiring people. We were in an old 7-Eleven, converted 7-Eleven that was later on converted to a uh, medical device facility. They sold medical devices. So it was, it was tough getting up and running, but we had a great staff and, and did a good job. And, you know, we're heavily relying upon staff. When you set the tone, kind yeah. of, like what was going to happen moving forward. Yeah, you did a great job laying the foundation. It was, a, it was a team effort, like Bobby said. You can't do it by yourself. You've got to work good with your colleagues. The advantage I had when I ran for mayor is that I was an elected for over eight years, serving on the Elk Grove Unified School District, which, as you all know, is the largest in Northern California, but the fifth largest um, in the state of California. So we cover all of Elk Grove, parts of South um, Sacramento, the unincorporated areas and as far east as uh, Rancho Cordova. So having that governance training really played a long way. So I really felt as though once elected mayor, while the issues might be different, the process and governance uh, is definitely the same. And I wasn't an unknown. So I just was able to rely on having great relationships with my colleagues, with our regional leaders like Assembly Member Cooper, which really helped um, in terms of governing, which is the most important role that the mayor plays is, is governing. You preside over those city council meetings and making sure that um, you collaborate, but you also speak on behalf of the city, 
those are those are skills that I was able to bring through my eight years serving on the on the school board. Bobby's being humble because school district, a lot more intensive, a lot more work. I mean, you've got how many schools in Elk Grove in your district? Sixty-seven. Sixty-seven yeah. schools, graduations. I mean, there's a lot. To me, the level of involvement is much more significant than on city council, and just there's so much. You've got to be there. You've got to be there for the graduations and, yep. and deal with the issues. So a lot more reading. So Oh, yeah. There was a lot more reading. <laughs> that, thank you for that. Um, I definitely found myself, I, although I'm pretty busy as mayor, I'm not going to lie, but that's just my personality. I'm sort of that type A personality. And I, you know, I wanted to roll up my sleeves and get to work and really do a good job representing our city. But in terms of the hours that are dedicated, it can be as much as or as little as you put into it. So you get what you put into it. And I'm putting in a lot like I on the 4th of July, I just did a ride along with our uh, with our fire chief four and a half hours that I could have spent with my family. But I thought it was really important to be out in the field and see what our firefighters experience on a daily basis on their most busy night. You know, going out to the school sites was something I love doing. And I did that very regularly. Now I get to do that visiting small businesses, meeting with different stakeholders. So, you know, same process, but still staying busy. Um, but, you know, we had we had great leaders before me, like our very first mayor. <laughs> well, and you just talked about all the different things that you're doing. So I'm sure the expectation of what you thought it was going to be is very different. And this is going to be a hard question to answer. But what do you yeah. think is the most important skill you need to have as a mayor? So, you know, it, the most important skill is also one of the reasons I ran um, to be mayor. And that is being able to collaborate and understand that um, it's, this is service above self. And being able to be a good listener, but to be able to work with your team. You're just one person, but this is a team. And for your team to be strong, you need to not make this role about yourself. And so one of the skills that I bring to the table is much like um, on my eight years as a school board member, I value different points of view and stakeholder engagement. So that unifying voice, but just listening. You know, I gave you several little skills in there, but all of those go towards community. It's not about me. It's about being a representative of the community, lifting their voices and their needs. I think, you know, like Bobby said earlier, it's, it's being a good listener and willing to work with people and, and, and compromise. Um, you can't get it done. Um, I'll be honest, I love being on city council. And the big difference between city council and legislature, um, you're one of five. And uh, you can work with folks to get things done. And you can do it very quickly versus the legislature dealing with two houses, 120 members, multiple committees in both houses, and hopefully the governor signs your bill. So um, city council is much more able to react more quickly and pivot if they need to than state government. And it, it, was, it was really a good time. You had an instant impact. Citizens were there, your community members. So it was, it was very fulfilling and just trying to make a difference because we, we live there. We want to we want the best, what's best for the community. Yeah, I know you, you talked about, you know, it's not about self, but how hard is that? Because you really have to have a thick skin to be in <laughs> politics in any position. And you say it's not about self, but that's hard. Yeah. We, we, we both know that so well. But yeah, you do need thick skin in politics. But at the end of the day, I go to sleep knowing that I am truly fighting hard for my community, that I'm, you know, it, this is not for everyone. Um, politics, but at the same time, we have such a tremendous passion for making a difference in our in the lives of our residents, and so that's the driving force. All of the good outweigh any of the darkness that comes along the way in politics. Yeah, it, it, the big thing is, like I said, 
you have detractors. I don't care how much good you do. You can have detractors. Yeah. And with social media, they can get online and, and say whatever they want about you or, or mm -hmm. come to council meetings. And just you've got to have thick skin and just, you know, just keep on doing what's right. You, hopefully you're doing the right thing and uh, you're making it better. And that's really what it comes down to. But yeah. you're never going to please everyone. And you just can't. If you went home and dwelled on everything that was said about you negatively, you would never get anything accomplished. So I agree with that's the mayor. Right. It's not for everybody. That's right. And having thick skin, that social media, you know, you have these keyboard warriors who can hide behind anonymous names. Um, but the best thing you can do is you, you, you know yourself, you know the truth. And the community, for the most part, knows who you are and know what you stand for. That's why they elected you. So it's really about focusing on why you're there and that really being the driving force. And in politics, haters are going to hate, so it's okay. <laughs> True. Uh, I, I'm going to take Jim into the Wayback Machine a little bit because this question is about, like, what was the most pressing issue you dealt with when you stepped into the role of mayor? And, and, and then, Bobby, um, now, you know, 21 years later, you know, there's, there's probably some different issues at play, but... I'd love to hear, like, what kind of stuff were you dealing with, Jim, when we started the city in 2000? I think the biggest thing was hiring staff. You need to get staff up and running. Um, the majority of California cities are part-time councils. So on our council, the original council, all five of us worked. We had day jobs. So you're um, heavily relying upon staff to give you good information. So hiring that city manager, the city attorney, the city clerk, and getting that team on board, and that was so important because, like I said, staff can make you or break you. I mean, you're not there. You're taking time off and using vacation time during the day to come and meet with people and do things. Um, so so very, very intensive, but um, that was probably the biggest thing, getting getting adequate staff on board. And it was a brand new city. I mean, like I said, it was uh, there, were, there were bumps in the road, you know, but uh, it just took time. Was there pushback for people that wanted to stay pretty rural? There, there were. There were. You had people, like I said, you can't please everyone. So it's one of those things you try and just do what's uh, good for, for most folks and, and go from there. But, yeah, a lot of pushback. Some folks didn't want to become a city. They wanted to be a county. I think they're much better off if they're a city now. Um, mm -hmm. They've got much better services. And um, I think it's just a, it, was, it was a good thing to happen. It, it took three times. But it, it definitely worked. Back then, I think our population was like 50,000 people or thereabouts, right? And now in 2021, we're serving 178,000 people is what I'd heard uh, most yes. recently. What kind of issues do you feel are the most pressing for our council now, Mayor? Yeah, so, you know, I was elected at such an interesting time with, uh, with COVID-19. My entire campaign was run during the pandemic and I was elected during the pandemic and we're still unfortunately um, in a pandemic. So the most pressing thing was really economic recovery, making sure that our small businesses can survive and thrive post uh, COVID and our working families feel they're supportive and have the resources to be successful. Um, you know, I am as a former board member for the Elk Grove Food Bank. I know that their clientele went up um, what six, seven hundred percent during COVID, and th those are alarming numbers. So for me, um, you know, 21 years later, it's you're still you know have some overlapping issues in uh, affordable housing is still always very important for our community. While it may not have been pressing back then, it's definitely much more pressing now, as the cost of housing has just gone up, and we want to make sure that our working families, our teachers, our law enforcement officers, our firefighters can afford to live here, not only work here, but to be able to live in our communities. 
um, jobs growth is always important, not just bringing in our small businesses, but some major employment sectors into our city. That's something that I'm very passionate about. I sit on the statewide board for Visit California. So I see the role that, um, you know, that, that even tourism plays and, and other economic driving factors for lifting communities. So I want to see Elk Grove really be able to thrive with new jobs and growth. Um, public safety is always important for us, for our residents. And I was so proud that um, uh, our first mayor paved the way to not only having our own police department, but um, really working closely with uh, our CSD, with our firefighters. Now, public safety remains one of the focal points and why people move to Elk Grove. They feel safe. There's good jobs here. There's great schools. There's great parks. Um, and then, of course, transportation and traffic congestion. Those always still rank very high. But I'm so proud. A shout out to RT and our new partnership that uh, we'll be able to address some of at least some of those challenges with our new partnership with RT with, uh, with great routes. And uh, we have a program where our students, K-12, have free bus passes which will hopefully alleviate some of that traffic congestion. So a shout out to RT and our new partnership. Yeah, you have lots of stuff going on. Now we took Jim in the way back <laughs> machine. Now we're going to take you in the time machine and ask Ooh. you kind of like, what changes do you expect to see in Elk Grove like over the next 20 years or so? Hopefully we'll both still be alive. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully we've paved the way for a vibrant community. Um, you know, we've always wanted an entertainment hub and there's a lot of progress being towards that, working towards that. Um, being able to have affordable housing will hopefully we meet those challenges that uh, we see um, that we've all worked together as a team to really address those those shortages that we have representatives that truly have the best interests of our community at heart I hope that those um, you know that mindset needs to always sustain and continue 20 30 50 years from now that having a solid Hopefully the mayor's office is then by four years at least and not every two years so that I don't have to keep running at least uh, at least right now. That's uh, that's always a challenge. But, um, you know, of course, uh, the partnerships with our school district, with our CSD, those will always remain important. But I, I personally hope my kids choose to live in Elk Grove and can afford to live here and invest here. And, um, you know, this is a great community, so... There's a lot of great things happening, and I imagine our public safety is going to continue strong as long as we elect councils that invest in public safety. Yeah, as a representative for the region, like yeah. Elk Grove's just a small part of like your governing area, right? Yeah, like, yeah. How do you think Elk Grove will fare, you know, 20 years from now in the region? I think Elk Grove will fare good. Elk Grove's doing good right now, and I'll be honest. What I love the best about Elk Grove, 15,000 kids playing youth sports. Um, I represent Meadowview, so it's just. You know, from Laguna to, to Meadowview Road, it's just two miles as a crow flies. And you have the schools that are very impacted, Title I, free breakfast, free lunch, free dinner, mm -hmm. no sports programs, no arts programs for kids, no banks, no supermarkets. And, you know, the youth, the biggest youth soccer league, the largest um, in the country, the largest uh, Caribbean baseball league west of the Mississippi. I mean, you, and you see a lot of involvement in just even ballet, dancing, and our kids are engaged and involved. And to me, that's what makes Elk Grove beautiful. Uh, the parents are active and it's tough. And I, I would say if those kids in Meadowview had those same opportunities, their lives would probably be dramatically different. So a lot of positives about Elk Grove and uh, you're just trying to have that effect on the rest of the uh, region. But Elk Grove has a, is a special place. They have a lot to be proud of. I mean, look at all the high schools out there. You, a lot of championships they've won in a number of sports. 
and a lot of active parent participation. So in Elk Grove, we have a lot to be thankful for. And, and the mayor really knows that do. as a former school board member. Um, you look at, you know, three of the top 400 high schools in California are in Elk Grove, you know, That's PG, right. Franklin, and CO. So, I mean, when you start talking about Elk Grove, there's a lot of good things you talk about. When you talk Absolutely. about being an entertainment hub and we have so many new things coming online and some real exciting things coming to the city, I'd see us just keep growing. Oh, my light went out. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and you know, what Assemblymember Cooper mentioned about that connectedness with our with our, with our our youth is so important. But And, and kudos to you, um, Assemblymember, for the money and the resources that you brought for Elk Grove Food Bank. But for you being out there and advocating for our city, the food bank would not have had a home. And you really played a key role in finding those instrumental dollars. Um, as a former board member, we, you know, going back dozens of years, we didn't have a home. So we've been moving place to place. And thanks to you, the Elk Grove Food Bank will, will now finally have a home. Yeah, I think everyone in Elk Grove really cares. They want to do what's best for Elk Grove. And the food bank, I mean, yeah. the, the needs they meet, it's just people are struggling right now uh, with COVID, unemployment, the cost of food going up. Um, you know, it, it could definitely be us if, if on the, the foot was on the other shoe. So um, a lot to be thankful yeah. for. And the food bank just does a tremendous job. More investment in our community, more investment in youth, for sure. I yeah. like what you said there. That's uh, want to see that continue, those partnerships, our nonprofits. As a mayor, I want to continue to support them. You know, homelessness is, a, is, an, is an issue. And uh, but that requires a lot of regional collaboration. And so that's where we have good partnerships with our board of supervisors and assembly member Cooper and making sure that we are working together to solve some of these issues that impact all communities. Definitely. Well, before we end, is there anything else that you want our listeners to know, even if it's personal about you or about our wonderful city or about serving <laughs> Elk Grove? I'm just happy that, that Bobby's the mayor. It's, it's just having a good team there that it, they all work together uh, cohesively and just to really make Elk Grove great. I've lived there 32 years. I've never looked back. Uh, I'm, I'm, making, I'm gonna die in Elk Grove. And it's, it's just a good place, like a good vibe. And uh, I feel comfortable going out there. And I just really love what the city council is doing and, and where they're headed to. So I think there's a lot more excitement to come. So I'm gonna sit back yeah. and uh, enjoy the ride. Thank you for that. And it's having strong partnerships with uh, at the assembly level, at the Senate, our Congress member, of course, my colleagues and our county supervisors, for our th city to continue thriving, it's having those great partnerships. And I love this community. I've lived here almost 30 years and plan to retire here. And I'm not gonna use the D word, <laughs> D-I-E here. <laughs> but um, it's, it's a great place and there's many ways to serve. So anybody listening wants to serve in our community. It's not just being an elected where you need that thicker skin that we talked about earlier. So many other ways to serve. Join boards and commissions. Uh, great way of having uh, your hands-on role in shaping our community. We want Elk Grove to thrive with all of you participating. There's many ways to join. Uh, reach out to any of us and we'll put you to work. But this is a great community, a great place to call home, and we welcome everyone. Everyone has a seat at our table. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you guys both so much for taking time to be on our first ever podcast for the city of Elk Grove. We're so excited for all of our listeners and for the future of our city. That was so great to talk with them and see how the city's changed over the years. I mean, I still find it so fascinating, the whole government process and all that goes into keeping this city going. 
Yeah, and it's also pretty interesting to hear how they're tackling trips to the Costco. <laughs> yeah, I can't even imagine. All right, let's talk about what's going on around town before we close this podcast out. As everyone knows, it's been a rough year for happenings and events with COVID, and we've seen so many of our nonprofit partners have to cancel their yearly fundraising events, along with our partners over at CSD having to postpone recreational sports and events. And even here at the city, we've really had to reimagine our events over and over again. Yeah, but everyone we work with has gotten really creative in finding ways to bring something to our residents, even if it means you have to change it up a bit. If you haven't driven through Old Town in a while, we just reopened our newly renovated Old Town Plaza, and there's the monthly food truck mania events from Sacto Mofo the first Wednesday of every month. Plus, every Thursday, you can head over to District 56 still and check out the Neighborgood Market. Love that market. And you know what? Coming up this fall, there's Uncorked and Uncapped at the end of September at the Plaza, which is a great beer and wine event from our friends over at Explore Elk Grove. We've also got the Peace and Love Music Review on September 24th from the Elk Grove Arts Commission. And looking forward, we're cautiously optimistic that the Giant Pumpkin Festival is coming back the first weekend in October. That's true. Those things are all subject to change, and we're keeping our fingers crossed that they all happen. But you can find all these events and more on our website at elkgrovecity.org, or you can follow us on social. All right. I feel like this was a great first attempt at a podcast, right? Absolutely. My kids would be so impressed with me right now. They would say, OMG, Mom, you completed a whole podcast? This is amazing. (laughs) It is amazing. So we're going to do it again then, right? Absolutely. Great. Because you know what? We're excited to share our city, in case you couldn't tell, with all of you. Thank you for listening to Elk Grove CityCast. Listen to the next episode for more interviews and happenings around town. You can find Elk Grove CityCast anywhere you get podcasts. Make sure to like and follow the City of Elk Grove on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for the latest news and events. Have an idea for a future episode? Send us a note. Email publicaffairs at elkgrovecity.org.